0: Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Every single day, we're looking for indicators. Where is the contract situation between the Ravens and Lamar? And what indications do we have on how those talks have gone? Well, a new article on ESPN.com gives us some clarity on those details, and it doesn't make any of us feel like we're closer to resolution. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers were presented by Progressive Insurance, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, and according to Jeremy Fowler and Jamison Hensley, who have a column out on ESPN.com, there's a very important detail in there. Now, part of the conversation is going to be about what the contract looks like, but Harry, according to a source with knowledge of Jackson's contract negotiations, every single one, every single counteroffer that he made to the Ravens last year were for fully guaranteed contracts that exceeded Deshaun Watson. He got $230 million guaranteed. But every counteroffer, it's like, hey, uh, we want to send this to you. Cool. I want fully guaranteed more than Deshaun. Well, we're also willing to throw in a bag of Kiwis. Cool. I want fully guaranteed and more than Deshaun. How about these grapefruits? I want fully guaranteed and more than Deshaun. Like, we now have clarity that we know exactly where Lamar's floor is, and it is very high.
1: Yeah, we also know Lamar stands and he's standing on his 10 toes and he's not coming off of it. He feels like he deserves to be, you know, paid accordingly like Deshaun Watson and even more. And I would agree with him, rightfully so, because of the things that he's been able to accomplish in his career being a quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. And you look at what Deshaun Watson has accomplished. Lamar Jackson doesn't have the -the off-the-field situations. Um, He's put this team on his back on numerous of occasions. He's the face of the franchise, and he has earned every dollar. And I got a question, though. Like For Lamar Jackson and his side, I know Deshaun Watson got $230 million guaranteed. $231 $231 million guaranteed. That's more than the Sean Watson, right? Mm-hmm. So, so would, would you take that, Fitz?
0: Oh yeah, $231 million guaranteed. Like, give me $230 million and $1 fully guaranteed. And I mean, <laughs> like just $1 more. And then all of this was... But like, think about part of this conversation. Uh, we've joked over the course of the last week, you and I both have agents, we have the same agent. Imagine, you know, if you sat down, if, if we sat down with Mark and Sean, and we are like, hey guys, uh, we've decided that knowing that Stephen A makes X amount of dollars, we would like $1 more. Now, one thing that our agent would say to us respectively is go to hell, right? Like, just sit down, shut up. You're not going to get that. <laughs> Lamar doesn't have anybody that he is going to be going to to sort of say, hey, I feel like this. What do you think the market is for this? Nobody that's sitting there telling him anything. Because he doesn't have an agent, he just is like, he could sit down at the, the, the dining room table and say, you know what? Two hundred and thirty million and one dollar fully guaranteed sounds good, and there's nobody that's going to clap back to him. So why would he walk this back when he's been this dug in at this point?
1: Well, I feel the same way. Also, you had the mindset of Lamar Jackson in his camp that if the Baltimore Ravens won't give it to you, someone will. We just witnessed, you know, the Haslam family give Deshaun Watson that two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed because they were desperate in need of a quarterback. Right? We just witnessed that. So who's to say it's not going to be another team who is desperate just like the Cleveland Browns were to get a quarterback? We talked about this entire offseason already about the quarterback carousel and the lack thereof, right? You, t- you talk about the quarterbacks and you look at the spectrum and how many guys there is, but how many teams actually need a quarterback. That's in Lamar's favor uh, in this whole situation as well. And his mindset is, and if it's not, it should be, that if the Baltimore Ravens aren't going to give me what I'm asking for, then someone, someone else will.
0: There's a mindset for so many people in the world right now. Know my worth, right? And and I don't care what you do. I don't care if you work at a local UPS store if you work in radio I don't care if you make widgets you work at a car dealership know your worth like you gotta look around the landscape and say okay you said something there uh, do what know your what know your worth know Mm. your worth and like and your worth isn't just what it is to the company you work for your worth is based on your set of skills so if you if you're working at a restaurant as a chef and you know that the restaurant across town is gonna pay more like you've got value like you, you it only takes one restaurant right now that being said and One other interesting nugget, and, and it, it speaks to the point that you're making because before we get to this let me let me just let you hear what Lewis Riddick had to say on get up when he talked about specifically how situations like this usually end. typically it ends with you moving on with moving on from the player and trying to recoup as much as you can in terms of value for
1: that player relative to what you know what he brings to the National Football League and that probably does garner way more than two number ones. I think the Deshaun Watson deal is really the starting point, especially considering the fact that you're dealing with two totally different assets here, Mm -hmm. two totally different human beings in terms of how you would value both their on the field and their off the field value. Okay? So Lamar Jackson, his price is much higher as far as I'm concerned. And if you're Baltimore, you you have to know that right now.
0: And that raises up an interesting portion of this article because hear this, multiple rival teams – uh multiple rival team officials, I should say, reached by ESPN in this article, said the thought of relinquishing at least two first round draft picks, which would be the baseline asking price on non-exclusive, just to pay Lamar two hundred and thirty to two hundred and fifty million dollars in fully guaranteed money could give teams pause. When I say that to you, what does it make you think, Harry?
1: Oh, the first thing for me, it makes these executive and the in the and these owners kind of nervous. And nervous in the sense of you know, we've seen Deshaun Watson get guaranteed money. If Lamar Jackson gets that, you also have Justin Herbert. You have Joe Burrow. Those guys coming up. Jalen the biggest, the biggest fear. Jalen Hurts. You have, the biggest fear of, of NFL owners right now is this league becoming what the NBA is and. Players having those guaranteed contracts and then you have the biggest stars basically running the league. That's their biggest fear. They don't want that. They want full control. Now, you're going to have a few guys here and there to decide, you know what, I'm going to give this guy this guaranteed money. And you're gonna, it's going to be a handful of those guys. But the rest of them, they don't want this to happen because now it's going to become a snowball effect. And then now these players have more leeway. They have more control. They have more power, more so than ever before.
0: He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. And all I keep thinking about is the line between an outlier, an outlier I should say, and press... Like, when you start thinking about an outlier, it's easy right now to say, well, Deshaun Watson, like, that's just such a freak contract. Nobody's going to do that. The Browns did that once. That's not going to be standard operating procedure. That's just a one-time Cleveland's crazy. Nobody else is going to line up to be crazy. It's really easy to say (laughs) that right now. But the minute another team does it, like, if I'm Joe Burrow's agent, if I'm Justin Herbert's agent, if I'm Jalen Hurts' agent, hell, if I'm Patrick Mahomes' agent and I know my contract is going to come up every few years because of how good I am, I am watching this eagle eye from the side because there's a difference between, ah, oh, the Browns did something absolutely insane nobody would do versus now we got two quarterbacks that are fully guaranteed. You go from one quarterback to two quarterbacks fully guaranteed, you've now changed the way every ooh, single ooh, quarterback check, will check ever negotiate.
1: Though. You mess around let Lamar Jackson do it. Not only do you have two quarterbacks, and, Fitz, you know I'm the last person to take you here. But now you have two black quarterbacks who now have guaranteed money within their contracts. You think the owners really want that? You think they really want that?
0: Uh, Not all of them, but majority of them. You think if you're Jalen Hurts and you you know you didn't get that first-round draft pick money— you know you didn't get that massive signing bonus. You know that you didn't get that same level of life and comfort that comes with the fifth year option, even. You're sitting around now and Philly calls you. The first thing you say after like if the after Lamar signs, if Lamar gets fully guaranteed money, the first thing you say when you pick up the phone isn't hello, the first thing you say is, it better be guaranteed or don't even bother calling me, right? Mm. Like that it changes everything for that that Jalen Hurts negotiation. If if you're Joe Burrow, you're looking around. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Two guys in my division that I think objectively right now I am better than. Both got fully guaranteed money. So if there were 230 million and one dollar fully guaranteed, then I am worth 230 million and two dollars fully guaranteed. You can't tell me that isn't the logic.
1: <laughs> but it's it's funny, and I would love to see it go that way. Right, Lamar Jackson get 231. And then whoever's after him get 232. And whoever's after him get 233. Wouldn't that be something funny? I would laugh at that all day long if that happened.
0: I would laugh at it, and I think it's an inevitability if Lamar gets what he wants. And the the thing that's interesting about this here is that when there's nobody telling you you can't get what what you want, and when you know what your worth is, it makes this entire conversation different. These guys
1: are scared right now. Executives are scared. Trust me. They are, because once you start giving out those guaranteed contracts, in which I'm all for, and I've been thought NFL players should get, because the NBA does it, baseball does it, and there's more of a risk, and I understand both sides of it, but I'm more so on the player side. They deserve those guaranteed contracts. I don't care how crazy you think I am for saying it. The more nervous you make the executives and owners.
0: The, the, the interesting part of this, Harry, is that it only takes one. It only takes one owner to decide Lamar Jackson should get what he wants. And I think we have a method, a plan, a path that will help us figure out exactly which owner that will be. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Everything that's happened at this point and hasn't happened for Lamar is actually the Ravens' fault. I want him here, Steve wants him here, and Lamar wants to be here. So uh, it's going to work out.
1: and Harry, the podcast.
0: You're looking around at Lamar and you're thinking, man, if we don't have Lamar, we don't have a chance.
1: They've seen that this offense, which has basically been built around Lamar Jackson's skill set, is not really workable with a different quarterback. And if they were to move on from him, I think they would have to rebuild in a number of ways. If the sides can't reach a new deal by March 7th, the Ravens will place the franchise tag on Jackson to keep him from becoming a free agent.
0: It only takes one, one team owner in the NFL that's going to look around and say, you know what, it's worth two first-round draft picks or more. It's worth two hundred and thirty to $250 million in guaranteed money because I can get Lamar Jackson. And we may have found the path that gets us to who that one is. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. The music is firing today. Devin, what Papa is this? Papa
1: was a rolling stone. Papa was
0: a rolling stone? Okay. I knew the error. Wherever era. he laid, laid his hat was his home. There we go. Music is <laughs> eclectic today. I'm just going to yeah. let everyone know. No, I couldn't. I I, I, uh, I knew the uh, error. just couldn't place it. So, uh, well done by Harry Douglas getting us the Papa was a rolling stone there. Uh, Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. There are going to be some NFL owners that might need to save after they try and figure out how to budget 230 to 250 million bucks in guaranteed money. But here's what's interesting I think it takes a very special owner because right now, Harry, it's easy for NFL owners to band together, as we were just talking about in the last segment, and say, you know what? We don't want to make a precedent of fully guaranteed contracts. That hurts the league. So in order to find the owner that would be willing to do that, you've got to find an owner that doesn't give a damn about the good old boys network or the owner meetings being awkward. And there are only a few of them.
1: Yes, they are. And I'll start with the first one. You talk about a guy in Jim Irsay with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, We've seen his history of things that he's gone through, you know, outside of the team and, the legal issues and things that he's had to deal with. Um, We also know Jim Irsay is a guy that's going to do what he wants to do and doesn't care about what anybody else thinks about it. You look at another one with the Las Vegas Raiders and and, and Mark Davis, who inherited the team from his father, the late, great Al Davis. Uh, I think they're in a position to where uh, they will do any and everything – to benefit their football team. Well, yeah,
0: and and remember with with Mark Davis, at one point the Raiders wanted to move to L.A. and the league said no, and there was some level of feeling of like, hey, the league didn't give us what I want. You know, if you're Mark Davis and you inherited a team for worth $500 million, it's not worth $3 billion. You've Mm -hmm. never really had to work a normal day in your life. You've just run the Raiders, you know. Now this is your chance to go out and make a statement with the Raiders. He made a statement by hiring big-name coaches in the past that did or didn't work out. He made a statement by moving the team Team. He made a statement by getting a free stadium. You want to tell me he doesn't want to make a statement? Oh, and also give the just two fingered up yours right to the league while he does it? Because Mark Davis, <laughs> like, especially if you come from an organization that loves to talk about valuing players, like, you don't, that's a sales pitch. Now you can go to all your guys and say, look, we did for Lamar what the Ravens weren't willing to do because we care about the play. Like, that makes a ton of sense to me. And you mentioned Jim Mercy You want to talk about a wild card? Like, Jim Ursay don't give a damn about anybody, anytime, anywhere, for any thing. He just worries about making sure that his Colts and that his life are good. Like, that's it for him. Like, I, I love where you're going with this.
1: And you, you look at the Colts and Jim Irsay and how they've been able or, well, haven't been able to do it at the quarterback position. They brought in Matt Ryan. That didn't work. They brought in um, Phillip Rivers. That didn't work. Although they did go to the playoffs. And then they brought in Carson Wentz. That was a disaster. They're 0-3 right now in regards of competing for a Super Bowl, trying to do it with the veteran quarterback. Now, When I say veteran quarterback, I wouldn't necessarily put Lamar Jackson in that category because he doesn't even have 10 years on him. He's 26 years old. He still has four years left before he gets to age 30. Now, he is seasoned because he's played in the National Football League for five years. But you look at a guy, Lamar Jackson, and then they have the number four pick that they can actually send back, along with other collateral. Now, the last team I have, fits. Washington Commanders. Oh, what, what What way would Daniel Snyder would like to screw everyone, owners in the National Football League, everyone that has to do with it, on his way out, Giving Lamar Jackson a guaranteed contract. Uh,
0: you know, here's the thing. Harry, I know you're not a big video game guy. I am, obviously, with the sports games. To talk about Madden a lot. I love playing Madden. Life goal to get in that video game. Uh, if, you ever, if you're ever, if you ever playing at the end of the Madden cycle, you know you're going to get the new Madden. That last year, you're reckless. Like, you're trading everything. You're getting rid of everybody. <laughs> you're building whatever damn team you want to build because there's no recourse. You're not going to play another season. This one year, I'm going to acquire everybody in franchise mode that I can and make my team a super team. Like that, you, You've got no recourse. Dan Snyder doesn't even know if he's still going to be allowed to own the Washington football team in a few months. So... Why wouldn't he go all in and say, you know what? It's just money. And by the way, I've got tons of it. Oh, and also, by the way, I'm in a, uh, I'm with an organization that if I get to stay as an owner, I would like to be part of a new fr- a new stadium. Having a big quarterback does that. And by the way, if they kick me out, then the ultimate moon them on the way out the door is to be like, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. How about that contract that I just signed that <laughs> took this from being an outlier to precedent? Y'all can deal with that for the next decade. Eat it, right? Like there's just this yep. whole process for Dan Snyder that I love and those are the three teams that
1: we I think we both have in mind now there there may be some other teams out there that are outliers as well and may you know uh, on their own saying to themselves hey man if, if we can get Lamar Jackson I think we need to I think we need to go ahead and try to get him Because we do know quarterbacks drive the National Football League. If you don't have one, especially one that can compete at a high level, because you do have a Patrick Mahomes, you have a Joe Burrow, you have a Jalen Hurts, you have a Justin Herbert, you have so many guys that are doing great things from that position. And if you're in the AFC especially, you know you need to be able to go toe-to-toe with some of those those big dogs, especially Patrick Mahomes, because he's on the AFC What since he started became the starting quarterback?
0: Here's the thing: if you are Lamar Jackson, you can you know your worth. If you are any team that is looking at Lamar Jackson, you should also know what's worth and what he brings to your franchise and the fact that if you, you're you in one of two categories at this point. You either have a quarterback or you don't. And yep. when you have one of the rare things, a unicorn, a unanimous NFL MVP, you have the opportunity to acquire him, especially if you're on a team that does have weapons or especially if you're on a team that believes in your ability to draft well, which we agree is a huge part of anything you have to do when you pay a quarterback. Like, I'm looking at it saying, why wouldn't you go give up whatever the draft capital is to get the proven thing at the quarterback position? Like, to me, this just makes so much sense for some of these owners that are willing to go rogue and and don't really care about the rest. Like, I know... I'm just going to say that the team name here and everybody's going to freak out. I know the Cowboys are not in any sort of a situation where they need a quarterback. I'm not saying that Dak is at all in part of this conversation. But if you're Jerry Jones, are you worried about what Robert Kraft thinks of the precedent from a fully guaranteed contract? No. You're worried about what, like, you've got some of these owners that are getting to a spot in their life where they know the number of years that they'll have to watch a Super Bowl champion is being reduced drastically, constantly, right? Like, you yep. just want to win and if it takes guaranteed money to do that and it makes the future of the league less who cares
1: well who, well, who said just win baby just win who who said that oh that's a good
0: uh, Al Davis Come on. oh it's Al Davis
1: it, there you go there you go fix and, and you just brought up something else to me that, that triggered me you said unanimous MVP award winner Lamar Jackson well in the National Football League there's only been two of those ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen mm-hmm. Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson
0: I mean, when you put it in those terms, I, I'm telling you, I, I like. I'm not a guy that gets hopeful about anything, and we'll get into some logic behind all of this coming up. I understand the logic doesn't necessarily make it happen, but you want to tell me that I like. I uh, how, what would I feel better about this offseason going into I don't know week one of the NFL season with Jarrett Stidham and Jimmy Garoppolo as my quarterbacks, but having a ton of salary cap space, or the other side being pinched up no, against I, it. I, I want you to say it right here, right now. If the Raiders are able.
1: To get Lamar Jackson fits... What they're would a Super you Bowl do? contender. They're a Super Bowl contender. No, I'm saying. No, no, no. What would you do?
0: You know what? If, if, if that went down. They get Lamar. I'd add that to my tattoo. Let's go. Lamar, I'll add it to my tattoo. Come on to the Raiders. Throw to Darren Waller. Throw to Devontae Adams. Throw it to Josh Jacobs. I'll get an eight put in the middle of a Raiders shield. I'll throw that somewhere on my arm. Uh, yeah, I mean, hit lower, me a. Oh, like, oh, a jerk. yeah. No, no
1: lower back, though. No lower back.
0: Well, I mean, if if there's a signed jersey in it, I might tramp stamp it, but I'm not going to, like, just. Like, <laughs> that spot's already taken. Willy nilly offer that out there. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> property of Raiders plus eight. There we go. Like, I'll just put that all over my pack. I'll get a full back tat. Uh, I can't make anybody more uncomfortable than I already have, so we're going to change the subject. LeBron is entering the most important stretch of his career. You're going to be shocked by what you hear the goal actually is. That's next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Kevin Durant joins Chris Paul and Devin Booker to lead the Phoenix Suns on a trip to Milwaukee to face Giannis, Drew Holiday, and the box.
1: Six to shoot, finds KD, contested, triple is good! durant has got 33 points!
0: Coverage begins Sunday at 12.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. Presented by Indeed.
1: Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 23 of the most important games of my career for a regular season.
0: Lakers might have to go something like 17 and 6 in order to make up that gap. It's a major challenge ahead. The way the West has looked, I can't dismiss the
1: possibility that the Los Angeles Lakers could make some noise. And I think as these pieces are better pieces than what they had before, I still see this team being, you know, an eight seed who goes out or has an exit in the first round. You're always going to give them a chance because they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis.
0: Sometimes one of the most difficult things to do in sports is recalibrate expectations. And certainly we had a set of expectations when LeBron and AD became Lakers together. This year coming into the season, those expectations weren't very high. A month ago, those expectations weren't very high. But now, what are the expectations? Not from the outside, but from the inside from the Lakers. The answer might surprise you. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, uh, obviously when you start talking about expectations, you talk about coaches, and Darvin Ham is the Lakers head coach. He was asked specifically about the Lakers' expectation, what the goal is for the last 23 games. Harry, I want you to hear his response here.
1: But well, we can go and secure a spot, that is our goal right there. And, and if we fall into a playing situation, so be it. But our number one goal is to go secure a spot, not just to throw games off here and there and just wish for a play. And we want to go secure a spot.
0: So we've gone from we want to win championship after championship after championship to we want to secure a spot. Like, is that fair?
1: <laughs> I think what, what Darvin Ham is saying right there is that, he number one, he's being realistic. He understands – where his basketball team is currently uh, ahead of their game tonight against the Warriors that's on TNT, Um, they're in the 13th seed right now. And looking at what Darvin Ham or hearing what he's saying, he's saying, you know what, we don't just want to be in the play-in. We want to try to secure a spot at the sixth seed because we know that's probably feasible. Now, a lot of things got to happen in their favor. They got to win a lot of games. Also, a lot of other people are going to have to lose. But, Fitz, I'll be honest with you. I'm looking at their first seven games, starting with the one tonight. And it's against the Warriors, the first one. They have the ninth seed. The Dallas Mavericks is the second game they play. They have the sixth seed. The Grizzlies, they have the second seed. OKC, the 10th seed, in which they lost to the night that, you know, LeBron broke uh, the scoring all-time scoring record. The Timberwolves, they have the 8th seed. The Warriors again with the ninth. And then the Grizzlies again with the second. Those are the first seven games. Mm. those just aren't cakewalks. Those are teams that are definitely capable of beating you and have beaten you and have done their due diligence this season to, to, to secure where they are right now, not secure their spot in the playoffs, but where they are right now. And nobody on that list is ranked higher than 10th. And that's OKC at number 10. So they, got, they have a lot of things that they're going to have to get accomplished within these, this last portion of the season, but everyone is going to have to be locked in.
0: I think it sort of speaks to the urgency from the hole you've dug, right? And something we've talked a lot about for the Lakers. And and what's interesting is that it doesn't really matter. Like, when LeBron and AD came together, uh, the expectation, I remember the sports talk radio conversations when LeBron became a Laker was how many championships would he have to win to become an all-time great Laker, right? Well, the answer to that is he's won one in the bubble and none since. But the changes around the league and the changes with the Lakers and everything that hasn't even worked out, like... The fact is, I, I mean, right now making the playoffs without having to go through the play would seem like a massive win for this Lakers team. Like they, they just haven't been very good for the most of the season. And now what you're asking is you're asking 38-year-old LeBron and maybe healthy, maybe not AD, depending on the day, to carry the weight and try and get them, drag them into the playoffs with a six seed. I do think even though that seems low compared to our expectations two years ago, last year, like you think about where this team is right now, I think that's pretty fair. Like, it would take a hell of a run. And by the way, they don't control their own destiny. A lot of these teams that are ahead of them uh, are going to have to also sort of have their moments fall apart. The Lakers are going to have to win a bunch of games. And they're going to have to hope that a bunch of teams ahead of them lose a bunch of games. That's not easy to do.
1: And, and here's the thing, though, Fitz, because within the Lakers organization, the standard is championships. Now, when we're within talking about the standard, we also have to be realistic in what we're seeing and how this team is built. And I think right now what Darvin Ham is saying, okay, you know what, we want to cement ourselves with the sixth seed, which I think it is feasible, uh, but you're going to have to go on a run. And like I just mentioned earlier, everyone's going to have to be locked in. But it's, it's not that we're saying that championships isn't the standard for the Lakers. It's just that we noticed other things within last season and also this season that, make, that brings us to reality. So now we're able to have this reality conversation and not just jump to the championships well, you got to get into the playoffs first. And I understand Darvin Ham's talking about the 6th seed. you you got you to be able to put yourself in a position to where you don't miss the playoffs entirely.
0: Well, I, I think, to your point, the Lakers' expectations are championships. We all know that. Organizationally, those are your expectations. That yep. doesn't change where they are right now today. And this team... Today, because of the way it was built, because of what they've gone through, because of the roster construction, because of the changes they've made, this team today, in my mind, is not a championship-caliber basketball team. So while it may seem like it's you know low-hanging fruit to say, I just want to make the playoffs— that's where this year's organization is. If they want to get back to the standard is the standard of the Lakers, that's something that is not going to be addressed between now and the NBA finals. That's something they're going to have to address short-term, long-term when they get to the offseason and figure out how to do it better. And all of this sort of raises the, the question of if this uh, moment in L.A. has been good enough. Jeff Van Gundy, ESPN and an NBA analyst, was on Keyshawn J. Willemax and said this about LeBron in L.A. and how it's gone it hasn't been the overwhelming success that i think everyone expected it to be and if yeah. not for the bubble championship it would probably be viewed by even him as disappointing to yeah. have not made the playoffs to have gone out early and so yeah i think it would you know i i think he would be disappointed in how it's gone probably expected you know more success and I get that, Harry. Like, I think that's a very real and honest conversation about expectations. But there's also a little part of me that takes the to a of a low, a family mindset here. So what? Now what? Like, you thought you were going to be able to do a bunch of things, and you thought life was going to be treating you better. Well, fair's a place where a pig gets a ribbon, not Man, life, let's right? Let's just so call like, it
1: what it is. Let's just call it what it is. Outside of that bubble championship, LeBron being in L.A., it has been a disaster, Fitz. No, I, I don't... It's been a disaster. They missed the playoff twice and got bounced in the first round once. They they if you take away that bubble championship, it has been a disaster. And now they're the thirteenth seed. I'm not scared to say it. I'm I'm calling the spade a spade.
0: Well, I would also counter I I wouldn't counter I would add on to that that the bubble championship doesn't really change the disaster, right? Like so uh, for most teams you win a championship and it's remembered. For the Lakers, you won in the bubble and that's fine. It's one of what feels like a thousand championships for the organization. Don't google it, that's a fact. And you can just look at it and say, "Okay, it's just a championship." That's the funny thing about certain organizations. They don't live in the world of championship. They live in the world of it's Just a championship. This LeBron chapter has been nothing uh, like what any of us expected it would be, and I don't think it's been anything like what the Lakers expected it would be or LeBron expected it to be. But there's been one huge success for the Lakers during LeBron's tenure. One massive success, and that is going to be huge, not just for right now, but for the next generation for one up-and-coming star. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Harry, the podcast.
1: This is
0: Fitz and Harry.
1: I like your haircut, my man. The I little like buzz you. cut. Thank I'm Lieutenant much. Dan looking like Forrest Gump over there, my Wait, Man, does I that like make
0: it. you Lieutenant Dan and me Forrest? <laughs> I, I'm running. I, by the way, Forrest uh, Gump. No,
1: I like your haircut. I like it, though. A
0: Forrest Gump, wildly overrated movie. It was not even a good movie. It's oh a my great goodness. soundtrack. You just
1: say anything right now. Like, what are you talking about? It is not an overrated movie.
0: It, it's, 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 what, what was the point? I mean, the soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks of all time, but what I'm was not the a point? Smart man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. Perfect though. <laughs> was was Devin Devin working behind the scenes? Was Devin ready with a with a four scum drop? We didn't know we were going to talk. He Are, was. You said Gump, and I typed in Gump, and we got a lot of options. <laughs> I mean, that is that is fast acting to an actor, right there. That is that is well done. In the butt talk, so What if I told you there has been one amazing thing for the Lakers this year that could change the future of the NBA. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Of course, we're talking about LeBron, but there's a different spin to it Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. First, Harry, I got to ask you a question. All right, because you mm-hmm. work out, right? Like anybody that doesn't know Harry, Harry played in the NFL 10 years. Like, you, you, Harry's one of those guys that walks, like, he just sniffs the gym. He walks by the gym, right? And all he has to go is, and he loses like 18 pounds, and all of a sudden his abs have abs have on a, a, and abs. So I need your expertise on something here because I had a little mm-hmm. dilemma. You know, like, I've been working out, I'm working my tail off at Orange <laughs> Theory, I'm oh. drinking protein shakes, everything's going great, right? Like, I am taking care of myself. Uh, but yesterday, I did back to back class classes, 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. So I lifted first and then the second class class was like a treadmill row class, like a usual Orange Theory class, right? So I get on the treadmill. I always do the treadmill at the back portion of the uh, of the workout. I get to the treadmill. I'm all out, like I am going on the treadmill, which for me is usually around a nine or a ten for like a minute. Can I go for a ten on a treadmill for a minute? Well, I, I start to cramp, like my, my sides cramp, right? and right the whole time I realize I really need to toot, but I'm not sure if I should toot because <laughs> the, like every single like every single treadmill is taken. There's somebody on like there's like a little lady named Virginia, like two treadmills. Down for me, that's like the nicest person in the world cheering us all on while we're going. Like when the class is like, Jason's getting it, she's like, Yeah, Jason, she's two treadmills down for me. I know if I toot, like my stomach's gonna stop cramping, I'm gonna feel better, but then I might leave it, you know, it might be stinky at the treadmills, and I don't <laughs> know what I'm supposed to do if I need to toot when I'm at a treadmill.
1: Okay, there, there's something to dive into here okay now were
0: you nervous to toot? no i completely trusted the toot completely trusted the toot there would be no (laughs) how do you know what
1: i'm about to ask you (laughs) because you're a man asking another
0: man did you you... yeah no i did not okay so so you 100 percent
1: knew that you know, nothing else was going to come out.
0: Right. The only there, there were two, there were three things I was sure of. One that mm-hmm. there would be no accident involved with the toot. <laughs> two, the toot was not going to be nasal friendly at all. And three, and this is probably pretty important to the discourse. While I'm running that hard, there's no way I can keep it from being a loud toot. So it's like, I mean, the music's pumping it the whole time. Oh, you guys, but still, there's a chance. Like, but
1: you were a, cramping because you was holding it in. Yeah, I was holding the toot in. It, oh no, was, you got to let that go, bro.
0: But then, oh. like, does that make me like? Because we're all like. All I can keep thinking about is when I'm going that fast, I'm like, <sighs> I'm breathing like a maniac the whole time. Do I really want, like, I, would want some, I wouldn't want you to toot up my nose. No, but you, you don't compromise, you know, yourself not feeling the right way
1: okay. because you're holding it in. now. like, you, you got you to gotta let that one go. Evan, you're Evan, on a treadmill, you're grinding, you're going 10 miles per hour. You know, outside of you working out, just, you know, you started doing this recently, doing, hitting your workouts harder, right? So this is outside of your norm. Any other year,
0: correct? Correct. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So you got to let that go. You can't have yourself feeling uncomfortable. Uh, you you got to go ahead and let that one fly, boss. I mean, you gotta, I just, you gotta
0: let it fly. I, I just destroyed my car when I got in there. Uh, Devin, Evan, like, is, 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 are we seconding this? We're, we're good. I, I, yeah, I mean, toots are acceptable. Yeah, I'm in like this really small room that you can see on the ESPN app right now with Devin. And if I got to go, I just toot. Like, I don't care about his. That doesn't ma- seem nice. No, it's not. But sometimes I you don't want to be uncomfortable. Walk out the door. You're I like, have to produce this show. I don't want to step away. Harry might say something yeah. that then I'm like, oh, where was Evan when Harry said something that? Might have got him while well, he stepped out in the hallway. Like he I said, might have got
1: be fired. I got, <laughs> I got to be in here the whole time. I, I, well,
0: damn, Evan, that's how you feel. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> go ahead, Def. Uh I just have uh, the exclusive audio of what it would have sounded like if you if you did. Okay, go ahead. Mm. <laughs> You're not I wrong. typed in. See, fits the, the
1: thing—the thing in his favor, though, is that the music was pumping loud. Loud, yeah. So I, I think that was a, your 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 safe haven right there, that the music was pumping. loud.
0: I mean, my numbers were still pretty good from that workout. I'm not gonna lie, but they were much better today, and I'd like to think the difference is that today I didn't have to worry about you know a toot in the chamber. That's all. Like that just totally changed the entire perspective on it. All right. Uh, now you guys can feel free to give me advice on this at Jason Fits on social media. I'll take all the toot. Treadmill advice I can get. Uh, nobody needs advice when it comes to LeBron and Bronny, obviously, because I, I know I'm about to take this back to LeBron. Uh, the Lakers have been totally gassed. No, I got no transition. Uh, Harry, there is a real conversation now that Bronny could be a top 10 draft pick, which a lot of people think is only because LeBron's going to go wherever Bronny goes. First and foremost, if you ran a team, you drafting Bronny in the top 10, even if you know he doesn't belong there, just so you can get LeBron the way he's playing right now?
1: Well, here's my thing, though. How- do we know actually at that point he he wouldn't belong there? Well, I mean that, that's that's so that's what I'm saying. Like we, I mean we watch him play the game of basketball, but we, as in over here in this country, when we draft players, we draft players on projection, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter if he if we feel like he belongs right then. At some point within you know, his contract when he when he first got there, do you feel like he can he can be something that's that's top ten quality? Would that, you that's change that your draft
0: board for him? Like if you weren't sure, would you change your change your draft board just so you could also sign LeBron? Yes, I would. See, because this is what gets really interesting. LeBron is playing at such an incredibly high level at 38 that I think exactly. you're right. He's made this conversation really easy. What's interesting to me is that when Bronny comes out in the draft, If it's about signing Bronny and LeBron, he's going to control his own draft uh, future. Like, most players, as you know, you didn't have a say in where you were drafted. Well, LeBron's just going to, like, if Orlando ends up with the first pick in the draft, LeBron's just going to call Orlando and be like, no, just skip Bronny. We're not signing there. Uh, They're going to send, like, a fax. Nope, nope, not you, fat Jesus. Not, I'm out. Like, all the way up and down the board.
1: I understand what he said previously. But LeBron James was the number one overall pick. If his son could potentially be the number one overall pick, and let's just say hypothetically the Orlando Magic has that pick, and they're thinking, you know what, let's draft Bronny James and then we have a chance to get LeBron as well, why would LeBron not let his son become the number one overall pick as well, just like he was?
0: Well, I think his his thought would be, you know, I'm going to turn around and – I'm going to make sure that Bronny goes somewhere he, that I want to go and he wants to go together. So we'll force somebody to trade for the number. That's one history,
1: pick. though, man. How how many father sons? You
0: think Bronny would be the first overall pick?
1: No, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying hypothetically, bro. That that we're talking hypotheticals. You I mean, brought up the Orlando Magic.
0: I mean, that's that's. So
1: fair. I'm saying hypothetically, I'm going up what you. Brought up.
0: I, I mean, it feels. It feels like LeBron would just go to whoever and be like, hey, Bronny wants to be taking first overall trade for the first overall, and I'll sign with you too. It's interesting, and something we'll all be keeping our eye out, not just because of Bronny, but also because, to be real, LeBron is playing at such an incredibly high level. He's made this conversation very real for a lot of teams. You would want 40-year-old LeBron because 40-year-old LeBron still looks like one of the best players in the NBA, one of the best players in the NFL has been Lamar Jackson. There's only one reason that there's only one resolution. I should be say between. Oh, never mind. Just sports next. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.